about all of the treatments for chronic and major health problems, but often don't know what works and what may not. There are advantages in conventional medicine, as well as inroads that are being made in alternative medicine, natural healing, and biological dentistry. Welcome to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. We'll sort everything out and bring it to you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here is Dr. Robbins. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another show. Um, it's a pleasure to, to be doing this radio show. I have to say, I've done radio over the years, and um, I stopped for a while. And now that I'm back again here on voiceamerica.com, um, it's becoming very enjoyable again, mostly because I have some wonderful guests now that I can have on. I don't have to do all the shows myself. Um, I just want to say, uh, always, uh, I start with a, a big thank you to our sponsor, because without them, I would not be here, and you would not be able to get this show, Doctors Biome, uh, doctorsbiome.com, and um, it's an amazing product. You can use my coupon code RADIO20 to get 20% off your first order. There's nothing like it. It's a first-of-its-kind um probiotic that is just going to take over the industry. There's a lot of um, things happening right now with our FDA going to be shutting down a lot of probiotic manufacturers because their facilities don't meet code. Uh, The products they're putting out are contaminated. You don't know what you're getting. And uh, there's a lot of issues right now that uh, we're, uh, we're reading about that are a problem that doctors biome does not have they've been all solved and taken care of long time ago in this wonderful delicious drink i want to let everybody know that these shows are archived so tell your friends if you can't if they you enjoy this show and they weren't able to tune in live you go to voiceamerica.com and go to my show functional medicine with dr robbins and go to archives and all the shows are archived so you'll be able to listen to them all the time. And by the way, somebody had called in and um, I shouldn't say called in. Uh, you know, you can contact me at um, ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. O-Z-O-N-E-D-O-C-T-O-R at yahoo.com. And we take questions. We take suggestions for new shows, doctors that you'd like to see or healthcare practitioners. They don't have to actually be a doctor. Um, uh, that you might want to hear on the show. And um, uh, one of the things they called in about Doctor's Biome was a question uh, on whether or not it's um, uh, dairy-free. It's dairy-free. It's gluten-free. It's a 100% organic uh, juice with all living bacteria strains. That's what's important so they can repopulate the wall of the gut. And um, uh, so I just want to make, you know, make that clear. It, it has everything in it you want and nothing in it that you don't want. It's safe for diabetics because there's virtually no sugar, uh, certainly no sugar added, less than four grams. So it's low glycemic indexed. Um, it's, it, it's just an absolute amazing product the way it's been formulated. Um, today going to get to the show because we got a lot to talk about and the one thing i've learned on this show is uh we don't have enough time uh we could do 10 hours on almost every subject with every with every guest and the guests that i have on are um 
whether you all know them or not, are amazing people in their in, in, in our field of functional medicine. Today we have Dr. Anoop Kanodia. He's an MD. He trained at the Mayo Clinic in Harvard. Uh, he's um, uh, he has a master's in public health as well. He's board certified in family medicine and functional medicine. He teaches students and residents as a, a clinical assistant clinical professor, I guess, at Ohio State University. He talks, he actually has some special thing. We ought to do a show on why sitting is so unhealthy and um, sitting for too long, that is. And he also talks about something very interesting. I don't think we'll have time today to get into everything. If we can, we will, uh, called auto brewery syndrome, people getting drunk without drinking alcohol, uh, which is certainly a, um, a savings of money and effort. <laughs> With that, and perhaps the hangover isn't as bad. Um, in any case, today's show... Oh, by the way, Dr. Kenodia has been on The Doctors. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to have him on this show. Um, in any case, today our show is going to be on sleeping and sleeping disorders and how they affect your life. And believe me, you have no idea how um, um, sleep, uh, its effect is on people. In fact... <laughs> um, I'm going to get into something about microbiome and sleep a little bit later. But without any further ado, let me introduce Dr. Kenodia. Hello. Hello, hello, Dr. Robbins. It's so great to hear your voice and yep. to talk about what an important topic, sleep and insomnia and, and these types of things. So, okay, let's start off with <laughs> simple stuff. So why is sleep so important? It's, it's fascinating. When you look at the data... Like two-thirds of people in the developed countries get less than eight hours. But So what's interesting is adults who get about, say, less than seven hours, they can shorten their lifespan by 10 to 15 years. They're those people who live, sleep less than seven hours, you can die in their early 60s. Wow. And exactly. One study that was done, they took people who are sleeping, let's say, eight hours, dropped them to seven hours one less hour of sleep, and they found 700 genes for illness turned on. Inflammation, they decrease immune system, increase stress, increase diabetes. The study also showed that when they had those people increase it back from seven to eight hours, all of it got reversed. We also so, uh, know... Yeah. Go ahead. Please. No, I was, I was going to ask you something very interesting. I hate to use me as an example because I think I'm aberrant in many ways. And when I was in the greatest condition of my life, in and around the age of 39, I, was, I, was, uh, I was, did a stress test. I was, uh, they told me I was a, an athlete in training in terms of my conditioning, uh, a professional athlete in training. So I was in amazing shape. And it didn't matter what time I went to sleep. All I slept was three and a half hours, and I woke up with tremendous energy. Now that I'm 72, and I'm not in the greatest shape of my life, I have to admit, all I can sleep normally for is about four and a half to five hours, pushing it sometimes to five and a half. And that's it. And I wake up, 
and I have a tremendous energy level. I don't feel like sleeping or napping or anything. I just keep going and going like the ever-ready Energizer Bunny until I'm ready to go to sleep again. So this is absolutely weird and strange. Have I shortened my life by doing this? There are exceptions to every rule. Less than 1% of people need less than six hours and function well. But most people, if you ask them, my patients in general, if they, let's say they wake up after four hours, could they roll over and fall back asleep? 99% of people say yes. And then we ask them, if they got them more sleep, would they feel better? 99% of people say yes. So, so you are the exception to the rule. However, most people need more than four to six hours of sleep. So you know, another, uh, the next question would be, what time should we go to sleep? Because, again, I'll use me as an example. I know I'm going to sleep just so many hours. And if I want to push it, if I close my eyes when I wake up, I might get another sleep cycle, which I think is about an hour and a half out of myself. And then that's it. I can't sleep anymore. I wake up instantly. I, I think that's, um, uh, you know, like a soldier wakes up instantly when he's in the battlefield. I'm immediately awake. I don't have any um, in between. But um, if I go to sleep at 12 midnight, I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. If I go to sleep or f- uh, if I go to sleep at 4 in the morning, then I'd be up at 8.30 in the morning. What's, what time should people go to sleep? Is there an optimal time? There is. And what's interesting is every hour of the day, the body works on something different in the body. And so... They have studies that show that if people go to bed at 10, wake up at 6, 8 hours of sleep, or if they go to bed at midnight, wake up at 8, same 8 hours, they are less healthy going to bed from 12 to 8 than 10 to 6. So the ideal time is go to bed when, it, go to bed when it's dark, wake up when it becomes light. Someone like you, I would probably say you, you would have to see what you feel good with it may be 10 to 2, it may be 12 to 4, but in general, we find people do much, much better if they follow the sleep-wake cycle of the sun and the moon, going to bed 9.30, 10 o'clock, waking up early, rather than going to bed at 1 or 2 in the morning, waking up late. Does this have to do with circadian rhythms or something like that? That mine may be off? It, it, it could be. It has to do with melatonin for a lot of people. And so um, let's talk about that. About Please. 120, 130 years ago, we invented the candlelight. I mean, I mean, we invented the light bulb. And before that, we used candlelight. So when we have light bulbs, light bulbs stop us from sleeping. But it's, it's, it, it, ca- it causes us to stop producing melatonin candlelights allow us to actually produce melatonin, the sleeping hormone. And so the studies show that if you can be even half an hour or an hour uh, using candlelight before bed, no TV, no computer, no cell phone, your body will actually produce the melatonin it needs to fall asleep. However, if you use the TV, computer, etc., and you regular light bulbs, your body is hard to fall asleep. Okay, well, a lot of people fall asleep watching TV. Is that any good at all? 
it, it is not good. And the reason why they fall is because obviously TV is going to give off that, that harmful light. And people are using TV because they want noise. They're, we have an epidemic in this country of monkey brains or people, their brains won't shut off. And so mm. they're using the TV as a distraction. So we have, and, and, and through this um, interview, if people want any of the stuff that I'm going to talk about, we'll either have links down below in the show notes or they can email me and then I'll give them what, what we talk about. Um, but we do something called sleep writing. We have them get some, a piece of paper and some pen, a notebook that they want, have them write down all of their thoughts before bed. Their worries, Ooh. concerns, to-do list, etc. And, um, and when they do that, their brain will actually start to shut off. And they'll be able to sleep without the TV going or radio going. Or if people wake up in the middle of the night and their brain starts thinking again, we have them write some more. And what happens is, great science on this, that just getting your thoughts on paper allows your brain to relax and fall asleep. Well, I've had that as a problem myself uh, on occasion where I'm uh, uh, something has gone on, happened in life, I'm aggravated or concerned about it. And while now that I'm in bed, I start to think about how to deal with it all and my mind won't shut off. So when that happens, I find after so much so many minutes, if I'm doing that, what I do is I use transcendental meditation. I meditate and that because I'm focusing on the mantra, I stop thinking about everything else. And of course I fall out. Um, does meditate is meditation, um, uh, something that people should consider doing? Are there better types of meditation? Meditation is a great thing to do. So for your case, what I would do is whatever on your mind, jot it down on a piece of paper. Right. And then do your transcendental meditation because now your brain is free because mm. it, it, because what happens, the reason why you're waking up in the middle of the night is because your brain does not want you to forget what it's thinking about. But if your brain says, oh my God, it's on paper. So when you wake up at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, it knows it's there and, and it actually can get a deeper sleep with your meditation or other things. I was once told, I remember, um, on a show that I did with somebody who talked about sleeping disorders, this was many years ago, um, that um, uh, you, you need um, lights in the room have a very big effect. And with all these LEDs that we have in our rooms, you know, from uh, clocks and um, uh, uh, computers and everything else that may be in the room, the rooms sometimes are lit up and that affects your ability to sleep. Absolutely. Any light in the bedroom stops you from producing melatonin, stops you from getting a, a deep sleep. So, and so we recommend having blackout curtains or that everyone's room be pitch black. Uh, and when, it, when, when the room is pitch black, your brain will actually make the melatonin get great sleep. And so all these electrical devices that give off light is not healthy, but also the, the electricity itself isn't healthy. They have done studies that show that when there's electricity running in the bedroom, people do not get the same, same quality of sleep as if there's no electricity in the bedroom running. 
Well, we're going to go, we're already going to 5G and the EMFs are, uh, you know, penetrating everywhere. That's why we get cell phone service. How is that affecting us? It's, it's affecting us greatly. Um, so, you know, you know, there's something called grounding or earthing uh, where we have seen, a lot of this research is done by Clint Ober, where humans are meant to spend about one hour a day barefoot in grass. And that helps us ground us, or and that's called earthing. And so with all this Wi-Fi's going on everywhere and all the other things, you're getting all this EMF pollution. So I sleep with an earthing or grounding sheet or pad. So my body's laying on that, so it is trying to mitigate the Wi-Fi signals from my neighbors, trying to, mit- to mitigate the cell phone signals. So I unplug my, my Wi-Fi before bed. And, um, and so then, but I, I do both. I have an earthing grounding sheet I lay on, plus I, try, plus I turn off the Wi-Fi. My cell phone is either on airplane mode or in another room. And mm. I have the least amount of electricity I can in my room, and my room is pitch black. Very interesting. Uh, we're going to be coming up now to a uh, commercial break for a minute, so everybody hang in there. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Kenodia more about how to get a better night's sleep and how it affects us and what to do to prevent um, not getting that sleep that you so, you know, desperately need, literally. All right, everybody, hang in there. We'll be right back here on Functional Medicine with Dr. Howard Robbins. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. Doctors Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You are tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, staying with us now. Um, we are talking with Dr. Anup Kanodia from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, on sleeping issues. And there was something, you know, uh, the, and I, again, you know, keep, you know, be remindful of our uh, sponsor, Doctor's Biome. Um, and remember, you can use uh, my coupon code and get 20% off your order by using Radio 20. But there is something, since we're very involved in microbiome, that shows a links between the circadian rhythm, obesity, and microbiome. And um, what was shown in this one paper uh, that was published, um, uh, actually, I think it was published from uh, Russia, that the gut microbiome has been under, um, recently discovered to have act as an endocrine system and it, had, it has links with circadian rhythm and in, fa- and, in fact, affects whether or not you're going to be obese or not. And whether or not you get enough sleep is going to affect this greatly. Um, so um, any thoughts on that, doctor? Absolutely. Uh, when, when we're sleeping, our body heals. That's our healing time. And so, and again, if we're sleeping the right hours... That allows our biome to regenerate and grow. Also, sleeping is when we lose weight. So if people wake up tired, they're getting good quality of sleep, it's much harder to lose weight. And there are studies that show that without, enough, without good quality of sleep, you're actually going to gain weight. So I think the microbiome is an important part of even getting good quality of sleep because a lot of people have issues with their guts. And their GI tract. If you have GI tract issues, people don't sleep well at night. Well, we know that if you eat close to bedtime, close to the time you're going to go to sleep, you're, you're not going to process. Let's talk a little bit about food, digestion, and interaction with, uh, with sleep. You know, how, um, when should you be eating? How far away should you um, have, have a meal or food before you go to sleep? What foods should you avoid that might, have, might stop you from uh, sleeping uh, happily and, 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 and correctly? You know, it's, it's interesting. So the, the research is probably waiting two or three hours after eating before going to bed. That's, that's what the research shows. Um, interestingly, some people wake up in the middle of the night because they're hungry. So we'll give them a little bit of snack right before bed, which allows them to sleep through the night. Now, in terms of the foods not to eat, you know, uh, before bed, are the things that are going to give you heartburn, the things that you feel give you bloating, or weighs you down, like really heavy foods. Because then what happens then, if you eat, if you eat a heavy meal at dinner, then your body's now going to take all night to, to digest those food and can't heal. It can't help the microbiome. It can't help you lose weight or, you know, do all the other things they're supposed to do during sleep. All it's doing is trying to digest your food. 
Now, you said snacks at bedtime. What kind of foods do you recommend for people to use as a snack if they need one before they go to bed? Yeah, we call it the meat pill, where we'll give some people um, just like a little bit of like almond butter or some type of like protein fat, maybe like a few like celery sticks. So the celery gives you the carbs. The almond butter will give you some of the fat or protein. And for a lot of people, just that little bit of protein fat and a little bit of carb helps people stay asleep at night. Now, if a person does wake up and wants to eat something, what should they eat then? It's a great question. You know, um, what that tells me is that something's happened during the daytime that has not allowed them to, um, that either they've not eaten properly in the daytime or that there's something else going on, whether it's stress, heat, or whatever, I'd recommend them not eating in the middle of the night. That puts on a lot of weight, and that causes a lot of medical issues. I would wait it out until you woke up in the morning. Okay, so if you wake up at night, just drink water or something, go back to bed? Exactly. Water actually fills up the belly. Well, and of course... The human body is 60 to 70% water, depending on the organ. And most people walk around in a dehydrated state anyway, which weakens your whole body and your immune system. Um, I wonder, and that's something interesting, uh, does dehydration affect sleep? Absolutely. So if if you're not hydrated in the daytime, then what then happens is you don't get good quality of sleep. What we find is the exact, actually, opposite, meaning most, many Americans drink too much liquids after 6 p.m., so now they're getting up three, four times to urinate. And so what we do, we, we have people say, okay, um, if they're getting up multiple times in the night to urinate, we decrease their liquids by a half after 6 p.m. So if someone's drinking 40 ounces, we drop it down to 20, and many times they get up 50% less in the middle of the night, and now they're getting better quality of sleep. Yeah, an optimum, you know, most people urinate or should urinate if they're drinking enough liquids uh, approximately once every hour. And I usually tell my patients at least two hours before bedtime, no excess liquids whatsoever. Just keep your mouth and uh, your mouth from being dry, uh, because I don't want them waking up at night to urinate excessively. Now, what about, now, there are, um, I, my wife does this, <laughs> I don't know if she wants me to say that, she has night sweats quite frequently, and uh, though it, we've helped her in ways so that it's less frequent now, and uh, she'll wake up where she's just sweating and then has to go urinate and then gets back into bed. Um, what can people do for that, if anything? It's a great thing. So, great Actually, the data is pretty resound that people sleep better at cooler temperatures. And same amount of sleep, but if you sleep at a cooler temperature, you feel better. So meaning, like the studies are showing between 64 and 68 degrees, people sleep have a better sleep than someone sleeping at 70 degrees. So that's one thing, lower the temperature of the bedroom or the home. The, The next thing for your wife is figuring out why the night sweats. For many people above the age of 50, is usually because of female hormone irregularity, low progesterone, and adrenal dysfunction. So if she hasn't gotten her female hormones checked, that's what I would do from a functional medicine doc. 
and then get her female hormones, get her adrenals, get her thyroid all regulated. And then also, in terms of, there's something called a rotational seed diet. And if people want information, they can email me about that. And um, my email is my first name, A, N as in Nancy, U, P as in Paul, middle initial K, last name Kenodia, K-A-N-O-D-I-A at gmail.com. Two Ks in the middle. But if you eat certain seeds in the first half of the month, and certain seeds the second half of the month, that also helps regula- regulate your progesterone and estrogen. It's so, they're very simple things that can help so many people out. Yes, she's on um, uh, bioidentical hormones, and she has to keep adjusting them all, the, you know, not all the time, but quite frequently, several times a month, because sometimes it's a little too much of this and a little too little of that. And uh, she makes these adjustments. But you said the adrenals. What, we, what do you tell patients to take to boost their adrenals and get them to work uh, correctly? You know, it's, it's interesting. So we, um, we test their adrenals to make sure if it's too high or too low. And if it's, if it's too low to boost them up, we have something called Adrene Forte in our office. If it's too high... We have something called ultra forte to bring it down. So in our office, we don't guess, we test. And that way okay. then we're able to, to, to scientifically figure out what they need for them. What kind of testing do you do? Is that blood testing or kinesiological testing? Yeah, so for the adrenals, it's urine and saliva. And uh-huh. so that one is a take-home kit. And that way then they're, we're able to then figure out what do they need? And, and in, in those kits, you can also test your female hormones and your male hormones with them too. And so it gives us a better picture of the why. And then you can then really personalize their treatment. You know, it's interesting. In New York State, it's illegal to do a saliva test. <laughs> Doctor can yeah. lose his license if you do a saliva test in New York. In New York. Exactly. <laughs> what yeah. laws we have? <laughs> uh, yeah. I say it all so, the time. This is the home of the brave. Never been the land of the free. And what what harm would it be to test the saliva when you think about it? Um, exactly. Here's another. I have a question also. I have a lot of questions for you. Um, I usually, um, when I get into bed at night, I play with my two dogs who sleep with us, (laughs) of the three, two sleep with us. I pet them and I, you know, uh, and rub them and they lick me a little bit and whatnot. And then when I'm ready, I just turn over and I am gone in seconds. A lot of, that's normal for me. A lot of people... um, take more time to sleep, to need to, to, to do that. What, how much time should a person really take to fall asleep before they do something to help it? Ideally, what we have found is in less than 15 minutes. If it's more than 15 minutes, it's not optimal. And so what we do is this. If we'll ask them, do they, is their brain thinking? If it is, we start out with sleep writing. And we have a one-pager on sleep writing, so if people contact the office or email me, uh, we, we, we can give them that handout. If, if they have a tight neck, tight shoulders, then what we use is an acupressure mat called Spoon, Spoon K mat. Our patients love it. And they lay on that, it relaxes them. 
Once they get a loose neck, loose shoulders, they're able to fall asleep better. If that's still not enough, we give them a supplement we call PS150 in the office, and that is um, serine, a protein or amino acid, and that helps bring down adrenal stress or cortisol before bed. So So we give those supplements if need be to help people fall asleep and stay asleep. Uh, by the way, if, um, you know, because hopefully a lot of people are going to be listening to this archived, uh, not everybody can get to Cleveland, as I've learned, not everybody can come to New York. Um, if they contact your office, and uh, do you do telephone consults or something like that, where you can send them some of these different uh, supplements that might be uh, safe and healthy for them? Absolutely. We can do telephone or video uh, consults for them to help them out. Yeah, you know, since COVID-19, <laughs> I think everybody is going to video diagnosis on, on the Internet. <laughs> you can, the doctor, patients are afraid to go to the doctors and doctors are afraid to go to the patients. The good news is by doing ozone therapy the way we both do it, um, we have the safest offices in, in the country Doctors that do ozone therapy can help protect and prevent you from getting these things. But video conferencing and video um, uh, diagnosis is, going, I think, going to be the, the wave of the future, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. And, and so for the patients who are doing ozone, right, all the things ozone does for us, it needs time to regenerate the body. So by getting enough sleep and the great quality of sleep, your ozone treatments are much, much better. Let's talk for just one minute about the number of hours of sleep. This is critical. Oh, please, please. um, We we just assume everyone gets eight hours of sleep. That's not true. Someone like you, everyone needs a different amount. So so what we do in our office, we ask people, um, whatever time they go to bed, let's say they go to bed at midnight, most of my patients wake up with an alarm clock at six or seven, I ask them, if there's no alarm clock, no kids, no nothing, and you're able to sleep in, what time would they sleep till? Some, some, some will say 8, 9, 10 a.m. So, uh, so we figure out how many hours each person needs. Some people at 7, some people at 8, some people at 9, 10, 11, 12. Whatever that number is, that's how much that person needs at, as they begin to, their healing process. So when we work with them to get the amount of sleep that person needs individually. And that's really important. And what happens is when people get the right hours of sleep, they feel so much better. They're like, their life has turned around because they're actually now able to regenerate. They're no longer feeling fatigued because they're working with their body, not against their body. Very good. Um, all right, we're going to come up to a commercial in another couple of minutes, but I, I do want to ask this before we do, and if we can't complete the answer before, then that's okay. We'll come back after commercial with, uh, uh, with, you know, as a finale to it. Why do we really need to go to sleep at all? To me, the way I look on sleep is I am not functioning in life. I'm not able to enjoy life. I'm 
in essence, I may be in, I could just as well be in my grave. And I, I'm very happy for the fact that I don't need a lot of sleep because I have more productive time, though I prefer to be productive in the morning, not at night. But at night, I get to watch movies and um, sometimes answer some emails and things like that. So, um, but I was under the, uh, our brain needs sleep, our eyes need sleep. Why do we actually need sleep? That is the sleep is the time we regenerate the body. Without that sleep, all the organs shut down. Giving that one example we started with, just getting one hour less of sleep leads to the inflammation, decrease immune system, which is so important right now with COVID-19, increases stress of the body, increases diabetes, increases weight gain, increases cancer. Less sleep causes low sperm count. We can go on and on and on, study after study of study shows. Another study will show that if you take a 45-year-old male who has less than six hours of sleep, they have a 200% greater risk of heart attacks and strokes. If you take athletes who get less than eight hours of sleep, they get physically exhausted 10 to 30% quicker. So I, I love sports. I want my athletes at the, at the, end, the end of the games and the fourth quarter of basketball or, or the you know, fourth quarter of a football game, I want them to be fully there, not to be exhausted, and then they throw an interception or they miss the basket. So it isn't just about resting our eyes, uh, that if we just lay back in bed or lay in a chair and we rest our eyes, our eyes are closed uh, because they're feeling heavy. Uh, that now we open them up and we're, we're feeling more, more alert. Uh, that isn't uh, the most important thing. That your bra- does your brain really rest before you go to sleep? I mean, uh, you know, while you're asleep, isn't it working all the time? Actually, the body goes, what they're finding is that the body goes into a whole other state while they sleep. So when we're awake, our bodies do certain things. Think of sleep as like hibernation. That's when it says, okay, now that you're asleep, I can help the brain out. I can digest your food, work on the inflammation, lose your weight, help your heart, your kidneys, your brain out. Without that time, it's like, you're, it's like a, a car without any gasoline. You're on E, and you're trying to push the gas pedal. It won't work. Got it. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back here on Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins and Dr. Anoop Kanodia. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctor's Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctor's Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctor's Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. 
Doctor's Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for uh, staying here with us. We're with Dr. Nuke Kenodia from Cleveland, Ohio, who you'll be able to reach and um, get more information and help and support over sleeping and why, um, if you're having problems. Um, We're getting close to the end of the show, but I still have more questions. Um, So as an example, um, I'm I'm a mouth breather. uh, That's because when I was a kid, I... um, Uh, I had a lot of allergies, uh, hay fever, environmental allergies, so to speak. So I learned to be a mouth breather because I used to be congested. No longer am I congested like that. Um, And I uh, I stayed up one night purposely to see if I snored. Guess what? I didn't. It was one. um, So I know I don't snore, but a lot of people do. And if I move, if um, uh, someone, if my wife is sleeping and she snores, I just move. nudge her she moves a little bit the snoring stops what do people do are, are people who are mouth breathers and snorers are they getting optimal sleep or not and what can they do about that they are not getting optimal sleep the nose is a is a natural filter um, and so those nose hair fibers and the structure of the nose that all cleans out the air it gets the air the right temperature and then allows the body to be able to use that air in their lungs and their body. So when people are mouth breathers, it causes them to get less optimal sleep. And, you know, we, we talk about sleep apnea, right? They have much higher rates of heart attacks and strokes. They have worse quality of life. We can go on and on. Um, so one simple trick that actually has some good data behind there is taping their mouth with some surgical tape. Uh, So where they just put a piece of tape, a small piece of tape over their mouth, which closes their mouth, and that that makes them use their nose. I've been doing that for about maybe a year or two, and I was amazed at how much better I feel with my sleep. And so um, if people email me or send me a link, I can give you a link to um, which one I use. Um, But um, that is a very fascinating thing that just came out probably the last couple of years I've seen that research. Uh, 
Sleep apnea is a very serious problem. There's a lot of people that have different ways of handling it. Um, uh, ENT people have one way. Dentists have other ways of handling it. What is, um, we have a few minutes. What is sleep apnea and what are the ways of treating it or preventing it or dealing with it if you do have it? You know, sleep apnea means that you're not getting enough oxygen while you sleep. That it's like the snore with this break. And that break allows the body to, to open up the airway, but you might be getting like 60 times a minute or something, uh, maybe 60 times an hour where you are not getting enough oxygen. And so the number one way to treat sleep apnea is figure out the why. Some people, it's because of their weight. If it is, then if you can get to an optimal weight, your sleep apnea goes away. Some people do to mouth inflammation. If it's inflammation in the mouth, we can, you can work on the mouth in terms of decreasing inflammation in the mouth or the whole body, and then you are able to actually not have sleep apnea. So it's really the whole idea of functional mass is figuring out the whys. And so uh, those are the two, two common reasons. Another common reason for sleep apnea is some people cannot sleep on their back. Some people have to sleep on their side to get good oxygen airflow. It's all about the diameter and inflammation and the passageway um, that, that can cause it. And so, and, and anatomy, like neck size, etc. But it is definitely something serious. And if people do have sleep apnea, I do recommend them to see their doctor and to wear their CPAP or whatever device they use because uh, untreated sleep apnea is a very serious condition. If there's one food and or one supplement that people should take who have sleeping problems or who want to have optimum sleep, is there one or two special ones that people should look for and, and use? How much should they take? Um, any suggestions there? The supplement that we have the best results with over the last decade has been the PS150 that we have in the office. Um, that's the one that for people that their mind is thinking before bed. And what we have found is that um, those pills are about 150 milligrams so we have people take one pill maybe half an hour before bed, and, and um, we, we, we work our way up to, up to four pills of that if needed, up to 600 milligrams of that. And that can help people with that, the mind thinking before bed. That's the number one supplement. Now, the number one thing that we also find is very helpful is an app called the Sleep Cycle app. So let's say you need nine or ten hours of sleep but you can't get it because you've got to work, you've got kids, et cetera. Use a, you use a sleep cycle app, and you're able to use that on airplane mode, and that will wake you up at the best time to wake your, you up at. So let's say you have to get up at 6, and you use a sleep cycle app. It will get you up anywhere between 5.30 and 6 when you're at the lightest sleep, and therefore then you're going to feel less groggy getting up in the morning because they, wo they woke you up in the in your right part of your sleep cycle. Wonderful. Um, but is there any, any particular food that, let's say, that 
produces more melanin for people to, to go to sleep with or anything like that that they should uh, consider putting in their diet? Because we have a lot of people that are raw foodists that will listen to this show uh, that, you know, don't like or some people don't even have the money to buy supplements, particularly since what's going on. A lot of people uh, may be out of work. Um, is there any foods they can eat that would be optimum for them? You know, I have not seen any one food. Everyone is so individual. Mm. Some people find like a warm drink, like a warm chamomile tea or even warm water with lemon for some people it helps them. Other people, a teaspoon of honey helps them calm them down. So that's really individual for that. Okay. Uh, my wife has it already, uh, has a, has a we, wherever we go, she brings a device with her, or she already has an app put into her uh, iPad, uh, and I think even on her cell phone, uh, that creates noise for her. And um, I have to deal with it because I just prefer silence versus some people that, her, who she has to have noise in the room, and we compromise. She has it so that it sounds like there's a, a storm, a rain in the storm going on. What Let's talk. We have a couple more minutes before we have to say goodbye. What about these noise machines? What's the the best kinds of noise? Any any suggestions there? Yeah, I think the white noise is a great thing. What they're finding is that city noise, so cars and whatever, uh, and city thick city noise actually increases blood pressure, and we know the higher blood pressure will lead to higher strokes and heart attacks. And so um, I think white noise or any type of thing that can drown out the outside, the city, or drown out other noise like snoring, is, it will help people get better quality of sleep. Okay. Uh, are there any better machines they should get? And, you know, I always tell her to make it lower. She likes to have it very loud. Uh, but uh, to me, lower is better. Uh, it's easier for me to ignore it. Um, do you know so, of any any play, any suggestions there? So what we do for husbands and wives who um, have different systems, like you and your wife, you know, we'll have we'll have many of the of the people that like the quiet noise. We'll use earplugs, or we'll use some type of head thing so that they can drown out the noise for for someone like you. Um, mm. The one I have in the the one I have in the, in the office for the white noise or people use is one from Home Medica, a very you know average white noise machine that you mm-hmm. can get at Bed Bath and Beyond or or Amazon, <clears throat> and so. But there's there's tons of noise machines out there, white noise. But that's the one that um, that uh, we recommend. I think the the most important thing is that if someone uses white noise on an app, then that phone should not be near them when they sleep if it's still on, if you're able to still get cell phone calls. We recommend at least six feet away from the body um, that the cell phone should be because of the, of, the, of the radiation. You don't want your cell phone near your head while you sleep because now you're getting that radiation in your head. And so six feet away, if someone's going to be using a... a um, a phone that is not on airplane mode who's using white noise app. Very good. Now, I th- we're just about done with time, but let me just ask uh, quickly, uh, 
Um, I wake up instantly. I've always been that way. Um, uh, if I want to keep my eyes closed for a few minutes, I can. But I'm wide awake. I'm hearing everything. I can get up out of bed, and I'm, I'm good to go. A lot of people wake up groggy, and uh, they feel like, oh, gee, I didn't get enough sleep. I, I'd rather lay in bed for another 10 hours. Um, why do people wake up groggy? What can we do? What can they do to help overcome that? So they're waking up, many people wake up groggy because, because they're waking up to an alarm clock and because they're in the middle of a sleep cycle. So it means that, as you said earlier, a sleep cycle is usually about 90 minutes. So if someone's at minute 75 and their alarm goes off, their body's not actually ready to get up, in the, to get up in the right then because it wants to sleep another 15, 20 minutes. And so the number one thing we have found, and, and I've used this app, which has been great, is a sleep cycle app I mentioned earlier, um, that that will wake you up in your right part of your sleep cycle. That's number one. Number two is actually getting enough hours of sleep. But if you're groggy and your alarm wakes you up at 6, and if you didn't wake up with an alarm clock, you'd get up at 7, then you need an hour more of sleep. That is probably the, the number one way to help with grogginess. Um, but if you can't, use, use the sleep cycle app, something like that, to help you wake up at least in the right type of, of your cycle. Very good. Listen, I think we're just about out of time now, so I'd like everybody to be able to contact you. Can you give us all your contact information, your office numbers, a website, a email address if they have questions? Absolutely. I think the first thing is that uh, we're in Columbus, Ohio, uh, near Cleveland, but we're in Columbus. Um, the, um, our website is my last name md.com. So K-A-N as in Nancy, O, D as in David, I-A, M as in Mary, D as in dog, dot com, Kenodia, md.com. Our office phone number is 614-452-4527. Let me say it again. One more 614, time. Yeah, 614-524-4527. And uh, my email address Again, is my first name, middle initial, last name at Gmail. So Anoop K Kenodia at gmail.com. And so we'll be glad to help out in any way we can with, with your overall health and uh, especially with sleep and insomnia and fatigue. Chronic fatigue is an epidemic in this country. So we want to help people have enough energy so like, they can live their life. Like what you're saying is that you have enough energy to be able to live your life. Most Americans do not have enough energy to live their life. Nope. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're a good friend, and I uh, thank you for everything you shared with us today. For everybody else, you're more than welcome to contact us at um, uh, ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Your your questions, your comments, future suggestions for shows – doctors or healers that you'd like to see on ozone doctor o-z-o-n-e-d-o-c-t-o-r at yahoo.com remember this show is archived here on voice america so tell your friends about it and um you this this is very important the amount of information dr canodia gave you about helping you to sleep is more than just essential it's life-saving so uh, please take that in um, and you could reach me in my office at 
281-581-0101. That's 212-581-0101. Everybody, till next week, this is Dr. Robbins. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be glad to talk again next week.